0: What's well, going on, Success Edge? Listeners, talent card coming at you, man. I'm super excited to be able to have this interview, Dr. Jose Neberto. Woo, man, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal interview that I had with Dr. Neberto. And uh, we'll get into that in just a second. But uh, obviously, I always want to talk to you guys about why I do what I'm doing here on the Success Edge. You know, if you're brand new to the Success Edge, welcome to the Success Edge. I appreciate you listening in. You know, this is something we do every week, all right? And sometimes you obviously get an interview with somebody. Sometimes you get me. Um, as I talk and because obviously I'm exposed to so many different people, you know, from interviewing them or meeting them in my job or meeting them out, you know, with my businesses that I have, I get a lot of different perspectives. And, you know, I'm able to to broaden and talk about my Christian faith or, you know, gain some insight from my interviews about how that they're broadening their faith as a marketplace Christian. And I want to be able to bring that to you. I want to be able, this is a light, a resource for you as a Christian in the marketplace to always come back to on a weekly basis so that you actually can glean from this and get some more insight into your own walk as a Christian in the marketplace so that you can take your game, take your walk as a marketplace Christian to the next level because that is what we're all about here on the Success Edge. So let's not waste any more time, guys, and let's actually go ahead and jump in this episode. Man, I tell you, episode 62 is a a first for me. I'm actually sitting down or actually talking to via Skype, you know, a doctor, doctor, all right, someone that cuts some people open. And this is Dr. Jose Niberto. Now, let me tell you, I am honored that he actually would come onto my show and actually do an interview with me. He's got a new book that's coming out, and you can find everything that you need to find for his book and also just, you know, be able to connect with him actually at thesuccessedge.biz backslash 62, okay and that is backslash 62. And man, he's from the Dominican Republic and man, he he does a great job. He chases his dream, guys. He's got some awesome stories uh about with his patience and how he views success on a daily basis. So gang, I'm telling you this is a great episode. So let's go ahead and jump into it and we'll catch you on the other side. <laughs> so what's going on success as listeners Tyler McCart Man, there is a doctor in the house. Yes, I said a doctor in the house. I've got Dr. Jose Norberto, all right, on the line with me. in Success Edge Community, this is going to be a treat, a very unique treat. Real quick background on Dr. Norberto. He's actually from the Dominican Republic, okay? He came over here in uh, 1990, um, and he is actually living in Columbus, Ohio, and does his, um, you know, I guess his surgery and all his doctorate and everything up there actually at the Fairfield Medical Center, all right? And the cool thing is, is he actually has a recent book, and we're going to kind of get into this a little bit, guys, a little bit later on. But his book that he just released is The Physical Death and Resurrection, A Surgeon's View. And, man, I, I'm i actually looking forward to getting my hands on it out there on Amazon. But um, before we jump into that, Dr. Nerberto, welcome to The Six Edge. Thanks for being on,
1: sir. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're excited to have you on. And, you know, we're going to talk about success and, you know, how you're uh, able to be successful in the marketplace, you know, from, uh, from God's way. But uh, Dr. Norberto, if you don't mind, kind of introduce yourself a little bit more and tell us also how you became a Christian.
1: Well, um, as you said, I'm from the Dominican Republic and I lived in my country uh, for 25 years. Then I came to the United States. To do my training in general surgery, followed by cardiothoracic surgery, it was a long ten years uh, training. You know, doing, achieving the goals that I wanted in my career, and uh, obviously, to to achieve those goals, I had to leave my parents behind, my family, you know, back home, my my brothers and sisters. But you know, uh, it was worth, worthwhile because I. I got to to achieve my goal, my dream that I had, you know, for years. And uh, in terms of uh, how I became a Christian, I have to say that at home, I, w- I grew up as a Christian. My parents were very focused on their faith, and uh, we were raised like that. But as happened to many people, many of us, we kind of... Become a little bit indifferent to the faith became too be, I became too focused on on my career, my studies, and I started to kind of mold the um, the religion, my faith, I started to kind of adjust it to me and saying things like uh, i don 't need to worship God, you know we are making this more complex, more complicated than what really is, mm-hmm. all what God wants for us is to be good people so in other words i never stopped believing but i stopped being active and i truly believe that in that situation there's so many people you know yeah. in the whole world that are in the same situation now i became an active christian which is to answer the question probably six years ago when i was going through a major crisis in my life you know i was going through through a divorce and uh in those traumatic experiences like that, I, I, sometimes you can't find any any rest or anything on anything on this earth. And I went back to my roots. I went back wow. to my faith. I went back to how I was raised. And uh, so I intensified the praying, and I intensified uh, reading the Bible and the worship. Yeah. So that's how I became uh, an active Christian.
0: Man, that's great. And so, you know, obviously during that time, I mean, you 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 kind of came back, you said you're to your roots, you know, was that did you just start going back to church or did you, you know, start just reading your Bible a little bit more? And did you take your pride and kind of put it on the shelf a little bit and say, Hey, you know, I, I'm really a smart guy. I've got a doctorate, but you know what, man, I, I really need this Jesus guy to help me out.
1: <laughs> well, exactly. You know, I, I started meditating about my own life and I, and mm. look at my dad and my mom and dad, and they were like, People that no matter what was happening, no matter how bad situations were, they were always positive. they were mm. always happy. They were always at peace. So I'm like, you know what? I need to get that. How do I get that? And I got it by intensifying my prayers, going back to church and reading the Bible.
0: Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, developing that relationship. Uh, that you had you know with the Lord you know that is great That's great you know I mean obviously since you started reading the Bible a lot more I'm I'm assuming that you probably had a found a verse of Scripture that became your favorite verse or kinda something you cling to you know as a as a doctor in the marketplace didn't you
1: well Psalm 27
0: Psalms 27
1: okay Yep. the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid?
0: Hmm. Now, take this is going to be really good. I know it is. You know, Dr. naberto how is how kind of unpack that for me a little bit? What does that mean to you? You know, in the marketplace, you know, in your profession that you have.
1: Well, o- obviously, you know, for cardiac surgeon, which is cardiac surgery, which is what I do, we face death. You know, pretty much every day every time that we do a even a routine cardiac procedure like a what is called a bypass surgery you know the mm-hmm. yep. famous bypass surgery he had a 2% mortality rate you know yeah uh, so it's, it's significant you know we are facing death every day and and so we have to have certain uh, this has been with me you know every day i it's my favorite song because uh, facing death facing complications, facing sadness when things go the wrong way. And you see families that are sad. I mean, that's, it's a big deal. So you have to have strong backbone to deal with that. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I could only imagine, I mean, I personally, I mean, I'm, I'm not in your line of work. I mean, I'm not a, you know, a firefighter. I'm not a you know, um, an EMS, you know, person, you know, that's on a, you know, truck going out and saving people's lives every day. But I, I could only imagine that when you face death every day, you know, you definitely need some kind of foundational, you know, verse or scripture verse. That's going to help keep you found, uh, you know, grounded, you know, with that. I, and I, that's really good. This actually, that's actually, this is the first, you're the first person on the success edge, you know, Dr. Niberto that's actually had Psalms 27, as as their favorite scripture verse and that's great. Oh really? Yeah well, that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, obviously I mean, you know, Dr. Burt, I mean here's the thing is that, you know, we're on the success edge and, you know, a lot of people look at doctors, you know, as this successful person, right? And you know they've got all the answers and, you know, they make a ton of money and all this stuff and so forth. And but I mean you see the other side of like, you know, death and life and so forth every day but from your perspective, you know, as a Christian that's doing, you know, your profession in the marketplace, what is your definition of success as a Christian in the marketplace?
1: My my definition come back to one of my, my, my father's uh, favorite expression. He used to say something like this. You have to keep Jesus as the center of your life. And as long as you do that, everything is going to fall in place at the right time and the, and the right place. And for me, a success success as a Christian means to actually really keep Jesus as the center. Because we live in a society that is so fast, we can get distracted very easy. Mm. And we can get off the track and Jesus might not be in the center. You know, anything right. uh, money could, could be in the center. Prestige could be in the center. But uh, Jesus can really get out of the center very easily. So to keep it in the center is, 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 a, real, is a real deal, and it takes a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of worship, a lot of uh, uh, praying, a lot yeah. of uh, uh, activity related to, to our faith in order to keep us centered.
0: And, you know, Dr. Robert, do you have like a, you know, a thing that you do every day, you know, like a, a habit— you know, that you do every day that that actually helps you keep, you know, Jesus at the center? Because, I mean, your father obviously instilled this in you, you know, at a very young age, and you came back to it, you know. But do you have, you know, something you do on a daily basis that helps you do that?
1: I'm glad that you asked that, Tyler, because, you know, again, going back to some of those expressions that, you know, I heard so many times, but it didn't click until now. You know, (laughs) he used to say that faith faith was like a muscle. Mm. If you don't exercise it, you will become weak. Yes. So basically what I do every day to keep that muscle that is the faith, you know, uh, strong is is I pray every day in the morning. When I wake up, the first thing, I also pray during the day, During after my first surgery or so. I usually have two surgeries a day. Uh, after my first surgery, I also pray a little bit, you know. And then when I go uh, to go to sleep, also I pray, I read the Bible. The, you know, I was reading it more before. Usually, you know, when I was doing my my book, when I was researching, which yeah. we'll talk about that. But yep. um, but reading the Bible also. So those those two things is my I exercise my faith a lot based on a lot of praying. That's what I do. A lot of praying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know. I believe Paul's the one that says pray without ceasing you know and so pray continually and obviously you know if you have a constant communication line open with your Heavenly Father you know (laughs) you cannot help but keep Christ at the center because obviously you have that communication line as a two way street because he's going to probably talk to you back you know and give you some guidance or give you some insight either you know directly or through another person you know which I think is great you know, so that I like that a lot right there. You know, and Dr. Norberto, you know, because we're on the success edge, you know, one of the questions that we always ask is, you know, about failure or an obstacle that, you know, someone had to overcome, you know, in their walk in the marketplace, you know, do you have like a story or an example that you had to overcome, you know, as a setback or a failure that happened in the marketplace with you as a yes, Christian? Uh,
1: yes uh I think that um uh, and this comes with the territory of being a cardiac surgeon uh there is a lot of pride involved with this, you know mm-hmm. we become uh, and sometimes we forget that we're humans, you know and uh I remember my first first time that I have a death was a patient that I did a great job technically, everything went great so but in the post op period after the operation. The patient started having complications and after complications and after complication, and until ultimately he died. Mm. And uh, for me, that, that was so devastating because number one it was my first death as a, as an attending cardiothoracic surgeon. But number two, I was kind of scratching my head saying like, what a minute I did everything technically perfect here. What, what happened here? And, uh, but anyhow, the, that was, that taught me that, that, Sometimes you can do everything perfect and still things will not go your way. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then I realized that I only can do my best, you know, 100% for my patients and their families. And then after that, one of the most, uh, one of the best lessons I learned was when when, uh, his wife contacted me just to thank me for the care wow. even though patient was dead yeah he she was so pleased with the way that i handled everything and my dedication to her and to her husband and she said to me we will do it the same way we will go back with you if we have to repeat it
0: wow what i mean man when you get was that a phone call that you got dr naberto or did she come to you in person
1: you know, actually, I I saw her in the hallway of the hospital. I don't know how. It was like like I, she came for something else, and I just yeah. ran into her. Yeah, and she said she sent me that. So wow, what I mean,
0: emotionally, I mean, whenever you were confronting her, you know, or talking to her, what was going through your mind during that moment?
1: Well, Tyler, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was speechless because yeah. I went from, you know, this heart surgeon that did everything perfect and things didn't go well to this humble experience of this lady thanking me, hmm. even though <laughs> her husband died. Wow. So that was. Man, from, that is a
0: humbling experience. Yeah, wow. it was.
1: And at that point, I realized that, that number one, you know, there are things that all what I can do is my best. Yeah. And number two, that the ultimate decision maker is God.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Dr. Neruorta. What a powerful story. I appreciate you sharing that, you know, on the success edge here. I mean, uh, SEC, I hope you're getting this here, you know, that, you know, I mean, you can, we got to do the best we can, right? I mean, that's, yep. we're, we're called to do that. And, you know, we, we can't control everything that happens with other people and situations. But, you know, Dr. Umberto, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that story. It's a powerful story. And Dr. Umberto, did that lead to maybe say an aha moment or was there a different aha moment that kind of came along, you know, after a period of time that kind of the light bulb went off and you're like, aha, this is going to be successful. And, you know, this is going to be, you know, something that's going to help me with a Christian walk. I mean, was there anything like that that kind of came from that?
1: Well, yes, because, you know, I, I was able to gain more peace mm. and I was able to face death now as a more natural phenomenon it's something that is is part of our existence.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, here on earth. So, yeah, I don't see it as a failure. I say it like, you know, it, it happens and we, all what I can do is my best and 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 as long as I do my best and and I know that I'm doing a good job, you know, I'm you know, I'm at peace. And right. but I focus a lot not just on the patient, because sometimes we forget that there is a family suffering. So I also I also focus a lot on, on the family.
0: Yeah, I didn't even really think about that right there. That, you know, yeah, you've got this patient laying on this, you know, on this gurney or, you know, the bed right here that you're operating on. But outside of that, you know, there's a family waiting in the waiting room, you know, and you're serving them along with this patient on, on there as well. Wow. Yeah,
1: the the emotional roller coaster sometimes it, it can be really tough. You know, you have to to learn how to you know to, to understand that this patient is the families are under a lot of stress. So
0: Yeah. Well no wonder you're praying a lot. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you're praying a lot. Well, you know, Doctor Niberto, I, you know I, I really appreciate you sharing about, you know, just your realization that you know that death is a natural thing and it's just part of life. And there's nothing for us to fear, you know, but I wanted to go into, you know, you know, how you're taking, you know, your Christian walk, you know, right now to the next level, you know, in the marketplace, because I think that you got something you want to share with that, a, a great story with that, if you could.
1: Yeah, I think that I wouldn't say that I am taking my my Christian walk. I think that my faith is driving me to a different level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would kind of say different because since I opened my heart to Jesus you know six years of, ago, you know a lot of things I have noticed things that i didn 't notice before, and things had happened that i you know that didn 't happen before. I have a patient that had a, what is called a extra bad experience. what that means is that you know because of the nature of the procedure that we did, in which we had to stop the circulation completely and relied only on what is called, you know, cold temperature, what is called hypothermia. Yeah. Um. You know, this man uh, told me when he woke up after the operation, things that only him and I, uh, uh, sorry, only God and I knew about myself.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: The, the, he, you know, when he woke up, I was, I went to his room and I was kind of joking a little bit. I said like, did you see something (laughs) when you were in the operating room? And I did it, Tyler. Actually, it was kind of a joke. It started like a joke. And then he said, well, doctor, I didn't want to share this because I don't want people to think that I am crazy. At that point, I said, you know what? You can share with me because I know what I had to do in order to save your life. You were as close as death as possible. So he told me that he was in a place where time was not important. And he repeated that like three times to me, and I was like, hmm, I just have read about that, that for God, time is, doesn't mean the same than for you and I. Yeah. So that was very curious that he was repeating that to me so many times. But anyhow, I told him, I want you to kind of write down everything that you remember about that particular period, and please share it with me when you come back to see me in my office, so when he came back 15 days later to see me, when I opened the door, uh, he was kind of waiting for me, anxious to to share things with me. And immediately he said, I'm ready to talk now, doctor. I was by your side. I was not floating f- from the top. I was not looking down. I was by your side. And by my side was what I believe was Jesus telling me, you know, those hands of him, I gave it. I gave those hands to, to him. He's one of my boys. Right. When he said that, I was like, well, he's just, this man is just so thankful. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I saved his life, and uh, probably now for him, I'm the best, you know. Yeah. But then he continues saying that, you know, doctor, and, and when he said this, he looked at my eyes, and he said, I want you, the Lord wants you to know that as long as you rest on him, everything is going to be fine in your family situation. Wow. And Tyler, this man is not from this town. I never seen him. He's from a a faraway town. He doesn't belong to any community setting that I belong to. Yeah. He didn't have any reason to know about my family situation. And immediately he said that, he said to me, you know, and rest on, you know, and the Lord is so pleased with the way that you're handling your personal situation. And as long as you rest on him, everything is going to be fine. Wow. And when he said rest on me, I mean, rest on him, that reminded me that three months before that, I was in the Dominican Republic praying with a lady friend of mine. And she said to me the same thing. Mm. As long as you rest on God, everything is going to be fine. Yeah. So it's almost
0: like a confirmation of what
1: what you needed to hear. Now, you have to understand that that these particular type of experiences, you know, they are very controversial. You know, some some scientists believe that these are dreams and things like that. But, you know, again, this guy, if he was a dream, still, he didn't... I don't know how he knew those things. Sure. So, you know.
0: Wow. Wow. And, and you know, what I like what you're you know saying, Dr. Norberto, is that you, you're allowing, you know, your scientific mind to kind of be bypassed a little bit, you know, with the spiritual side of what is taking place, you know, not only in your patient's life, but your own life. Well, you know? but,
1: but what happened, Tyler, is that, and it happens a lot uh, with scientists and, and professional, uh, health professional. sometimes we want to be too scientists, mm. And, you know, and then we, we lack the objectivity. Yeah. I can't explain the knowledge of this man about my personal life. There's no way that he, he didn't need, there was no way that he knew my personal life because he was not in contact with me. Or anybody close to me to know about those things. Wow, you know. Wow,
0: and what of encouragement too? That you know, he says, you know, that Jesus told him to tell you that your hands were blessed. You know that you were doing uh, exactly, and he was pleased with how you were handling your situation. You know what an encouragement to you, doctor. That is great. That is awesome. Now, doctor, I mean, obviously, does this kind of dovetail? You know, into obviously you know I want you to talk about you know your profession you know as a doctor and you know, but also I wanted you to talk about your book that you have just kind of came out. here's this kind of dovetail into that a little bit
1: well, by that time i you know I was more and more active researching and and, and opening my my heart to Jesus, and what happened was that my continuous reading about Jesus, I came across. Uh, I came across on some literature in the medicine field about Jesus' death. When I read that, it kind of got to me uh, because I was reading as a doctor and it was making a lot of sense of how bad the crucifixion was. So I was like, oh my God, this 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 was really bad. And I remember at that time how many times I had been at church and heard, you know, heard you know uh, the, the 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 readings, the the passion of the Christ reading, mm-hmm. saying you know that this is this was an awful death, but no one has explained that to me how bad it really was from the physical standpoint. So I found that, and I realized that I needed to start a ministry in which I w- wanted to bring that medical explanation. I wanted to simplify it and make it available to everybody you know i wanted to anybody to be able to understand it so i started giving lectures about the crucifixion crucifixion of jesus and every time that i gave lectures about it people wanted more and more and that's how the whole idea of the book came up yeah so Mm -hmm. then i ended doing something something that i didn't like tyler i i hated writing and suddenly I'm writing like crazy. <laughs> and I could no stop. And, and, and suddenly I have 50 pages and they keep going more and more. And uh, that's how the project of the book started. It started wow. just a simple explanation of the crucifixion. Then I realized that, you know what, if I only talk about the crucifixion and I don't talk about the victim, it's kind of incomplete. So I talk about Jesus seen by me. As me looking at him as a doctor and seeing, looking at him as a victim, you know, he's the victim, I'm the doctor evaluating him. So that's the first part of the book. The second part of the book is the crucifixion. And the third part of the book, it was a kind of an afterthought, something like, you know, I said, after I have uh, explained the crucifixion, I realized that, well, now we have a tragedy now. Hmm. And at that point, I say, "You know what I need to to engage into talking about the resurrection, which is the most controversial one, but actually it was the one that I enjoyed the most because really? I was able to find evidence outside the Bible that indeed it happened so really that's the last part of the uh, the last part of the book, the third part of the book is is basically apologetics of the resurrection
0: well i mean you know, okay, Dr. Humberto, okay, I can't help but ask, okay? And I know <laughs> that my success edge listeners are like, oh, this is going to be good. So, Dr. <laughs> Humberto, you know, just give us a, you know, for the, resu- I mean, let's just talk, you know, just give us one, you know, thing that you got excited about when you kind of did the whole resurrection side. What was one of those apologetics or one of those things that you kind of got gained from that?
1: Well, one thing to be to, to be simple here, I decided that I wanted to look for documentation of the resurrection outside the Bible, because anybody could say, "Well, the Bible is biased," you know. Anybody could say that. Anybody that is a non-believer. So I decided, okay, let me let me see if I what can I find up there, and I found a a book written by a Jewish a last name Josefo, Uh, you know, that he mentioned that, you know, the crucifixion, I mean, the resurrection happened. And this man was no Christian. He was just a historian that was contemporary to Jesus. And he basically, he lived like, what, 50 years later, and he was just writing about the history of of that at that time. It's like anybody contemporary to Washington, for example, you know, writing about Washington. This guy was contemporary to Jesus and was writing about Jesus. Not Jesus, he was writing about the whole history of of Israel. Yeah, And he mentioned him and he said that it happened. So so it's documented in the history, not just in the Bible.
0: Yeah, wow, that's great. And, you know, obviously, you know, with the, you know, from the surgical side of things, you know, uh, Dr. Noberto, I mean, I mean does I guess because I'm just thinking of the movie The Passion right you know yes. I mean does that give a pretty you know from a doctor's perspective a good account
1: of, yeah, yeah it was was actually very good it was very close to, to the real deal hmm. even even in, even into details like for example during the uh, the agony on Gethsemane yep. uh, when he was sweating blood I mean that's that's that can be explained from the medical perspective. There is a condition that happens when people have too much stress, and obviously, the amount of stress that Jesus had when when he was going through the pre crucifixion uh, hours—I mean, it was huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, the pre—I mean, what people don't realize is that Jesus didn't sleep for more than twenty-four hours, wasn't it? I mean, it was
1: exactly, exactly, and and not just twenty-four hours. We have to to understand that. Probably he was getting some level of a stress related to the fact that he, he knew too much of mm-hmm. the details that he was going to be facing.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, that he actually knew about the details.
1: Exactly, because <laughs> it's the living God, the ultimate prophet. So mm-hmm. it, it was, mm-hmm. he was not guessing. I mean, he knew exactly <laughs> how bad he, it was going to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, there was no guesswork in that. You know, he knew... He knew that what he was getting himself into. Wow, doctor, that's some, mm, that's great. And, you know, doctor, if you don't mind, you know, obviously tell the Success Edge listeners where they can find your book and your website, you know, uh, that you have right now.
1: Well, I am very pleased with the way that things are going with the book. the The ratings are excellent. Five stars. People are liking it. We, in, in less than a month, the publisher had to authorize a second printing. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're very pleased. People can find it on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. Also, can visit my website, www.josejnorbertobooks.com. But it's easier to just get in Amazon. That's where everybody gets things, you know, Amazon. You know. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, success as listeners, let me tell you guys, I'll have everything in the show notes uh, for you guys. You might be on a treadmill. You might be in your car right now, but uh, I'll have everything to get in, you know, this book that Dr. Niberto has, you know, and let me get the title of it right. Dr. Naberto. It's the physical death and resurrection, a surgeon's view. Is that right? That That's a... perfect. Okay, perfect. Good. And, you know, success as listeners, I'll have this all in the show notes so you can link back to, to be able to get this for um, for you guys to read this, because I'm sure that this is a fascinating read right there. It's got me excited to be able to really read it, too. Well, Dr. Norberto, you know, kind of wrapping down a little bit, you know, um, speaking of books, what do you have a, a certain book outside of the Bible and outside of your current book that you've written that, you know, really that has been become like a bedrock or a favorite book of yours that you'd like to recommend?
1: Actually I'm going to rec- I'm going to recommend two if you allow me to. Yes, please. Uh, one is the five the five people you meet in heaven. I like I like this book. Okay. And uh, because it's you know it kind of put life in perspective about how when you meet people how the interaction with certain people important in your life kind of help you to shape to shape you and whatever you are at the time of your death It's because the interaction, the way that you interacted with certain people in your life. Right. So that's a, actually it was a bestseller, a New York York Times bestseller, uh, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. And I think that they did a, they had a movie about that book, I think. I never saw that. And the second one is Who Moved the Stone by Frank Morrison. And I like this book because this was one of my references that I used to write my book. This is the best apologetic book of the resurrection ever written. And it was written in nineteen thirty something. Wow. From from somebody that was a non-believer. Yeah. Actually. This guy didn't believe in in the resurrection and he wanted to write a book to disprove it. But he used his legal training. He was a lawyer and he started reading the whole Bible, the the, the you know the gospel, especially, yeah. comparing each one of them. And at the end he had to surrender. Against the evidence, and he concluded that the creed of the apostle is real. You know, he wow. resurrected at the third day.
0: Wow, outstanding. Outstanding. Two great books. Again, these two have not been recommended on the Success Edge, you know, uh, doctor. So I appreciate you doing that. Well, that's good. Well, before I ask my last question, uh, Dr. Niberto, you know, tell the Success Edge listeners, um, you know, where the best place is to maybe connect with you. Um, you know, out there and uh, to find you?
1: Well, I, I tell you, I use a lot of Facebook, you know, I use a lot of Facebook because that's where I, I write all my, I have a page also for my writings. And so you can find me there in Facebook, Jose J. Norberto in Facebook. Also Jose J. Norberto books in Facebook and Twitter, which I'm doing more and more of that nowadays. Uh, at Jose J. Norberto.
0: Cool. And SEC will have all this in the show notes, so you guys can go out there and link out with Dr. Norberto, and uh, that's great. Well, Dr. Norberto, I mean, obviously you've had a you, know, a, you know, a very, you know, rich life, you know, with a lot of different experiences. You've come from a different country. You've Now you've li- you've lived in America. You know, you've seen the two different worlds and everything. You've obviously had great parents, you know, that have, you know, raised you, and, you know, you've had, you know, the whole entire experience of, you know, having – you know kind of the pride of what a doctor would have a surgeon would have but being being humbled by that you know and now you've written a book um that really you know sounds like just a phenomenal book that no one's ever really looked at it from that perspective i want to ask this question to you though you know because you know you've kind of gotten this you know peace about death and everything and you deal with this and you see it all the time you know Dr. Noberto, what's your legacy? What what do you want to leave behind? If there's one thing that you want to leave behind, what would that be?
1: Well, I would like to I would like to be able to not just touch people's heart physically like I've been doing it. I want that my books from now on, as I become an author, uh I want my you know my book to touch Millions of people, yeah. and I want God to use my writing to to get to people. I I think that we are getting there, Tyler, because yeah. the way that people have responded to my book is is amazing. Again, I don't have anything to compare because I I have never written a book before. <laughs> I like I said before, I I hated it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when I see people looking at me, I say, say you know, Doctor. You put things there in perspective. You made me think, mm. and that's what I wanted. I wanted people who read my book to start thinking more and more about Jesus. If yeah. I can get that, definitely I will have left left a legacy in this. You know, when I die.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. That is outstanding. Wow, good stuff. You know, success. Success, as listeners, um, I know you guys got a tremendous out of this right here, this this episode, and um, Doctor Niberto. You know on behalf of the success edge, we really appreciate you being on here and uh, we will catch you on the other side, sir.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Noberto, for putting out there a phenomenal interview that I know that my success edge listeners are going to get so much out of, you know, obviously your credibility as a cardiac surgeon, but also, you know, you're now you're an author, Thank you so much for taking the time and impacting the Success Edge community. I know that it was impactful for them. It was impactful for me all the way around. And the major call to action, guys, that I want to pull out of Dr. Norberto's actual, you know, interview was what his father told him. His father told him, if you can keep Jesus at the center of your life, then everything around you is going to be successful. Everything is going to fall into place. And I like what I asked Dr. Huberto of actually, you know, what is one or two things that you do on a daily basis that helps keep you grounded? And, you know, he he says that he prays three times a day, you know, um, before he goes into surgery, after he goes into surgery, and when he's coming home, you know, before he goes to bed. I think that is an awesome way, and it's pretty biblical, too, if you ask me to actually do that. I know for me personally, I actually do the same thing. I actually have a reminder on my phone that alerts me To actually reminds me to actually, hey, take some time to pray. You know, I need that. I'm just going to be honest and transparent. I need that. So, gang, Success Edge, take some time. Figure out a way to actually help keep Christ in the center of your life throughout your day. And maybe it might be getting a jingle on your phone to remind you. So I hope that you actually take that call to action to heart. I hope they actually go out there and, you know, apply that, what Dr. DiBerto was talking about. And, you know, again, guys, our show here, on the success edge is all about helping you take your game as a marketplace Christian to the next level. That's what we're all about. And go out there to uh, Dr. Niberto's, you know, show notes, the backslash 62. And you can find all the book and everything. And also, you know, where to connect with them and also the books he recommended. Now, change of gears wrapping down next week. Guys, I had the honor and privilege of interviewing two business partners. Yep, two business partners at the same time on the same interview. And I still kept it under, you know, 35 minutes or so. (laughs) But man, what an honor and a privilege it was to actually interview Shay and Nina, all right? And they actually have a business called The Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. And they have a podcast as well. They have a community online. And man, it is a phenomenal community, and I want to do this to kind of change things up a little bit. I'm going to give you a little teaser to wet your appetite for next week's episode. So here we go. So we're going to pray about it again. And we're going to come back. And we did that three times. And on that next call, Nina says the words, kingdom-driven entrepreneur, and my spirit leapt. It was like... All right. That's all you get, guys. <laughs> Just put a little teaser out there to whet your appetite for next week. Man... I tell you so episode 63 is going to be a phenomenal episode, guys. you do not want to miss it. man, it is full of um, you know, the Holy Spirit all over it. you know these ladies are phenomenal ladies. They have a, you know a heart and passion for entrepreneurs in the marketplace, and obviously kingdom-driven, okay, God-centered, kingdom-driven entrepreneurs. all right? So don't miss episode 63 and gang, we will catch you guys on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The 5 Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities He's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the Biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Success Edge.